What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the person that AEW was specifically trolling tonight because they put they put his favorite AEW superstars on in dark matches and not on TV in the first episode, Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up, dude? I'm very triggered by that. I'm very upset. Uh, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, my, the I went from Jurassic an, I, Express, all dark matches. My grade for AEW's first Dynamite show was an A. When I found that <laughs> out, it had dropped down to a D plus. Wow! So yeah, huge, huge markdown for putting my favorite wrestlers in dark matches. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a huge. I was just following Twitter after the show ended, uh, and I was shocked. I mean, especially like Orange Cassidy had been he's been up to some shit lately. So I, I figured there was he was going to be on the show. Um, maybe they just wanted to ease everyone in, you know, the mainstream audience into, uh, to, you know, what they have to offer. And like the lazy dude who, 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 pop, who you know, who all the, the hardcore wrestling fans pop for, like maybe he, they weren't ready for that. Maybe that's what they were thinking. It's going to take a little bit of time for people to get ready for, to get ready for Orange Cassidy. <sighs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this was them testing it out, but uh, I'm assuming he'll be him and the, and the Jurassic Express will be, um, on the show next week or, I mean, at least yeah, I think they need I th- to be. Yeah, they will be because um, I mean they're gonna start building, getting things in motion. I mean, obviously this this week was a special edition. I, I would say like because it was the first the first episode they needed to put on like put like all their A plus players in the front. Right. Um, but interested to see uh, where things go. All right, hold up, hold up. We 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 jumped the gun a little bit. Uh, we're super excited. It's been, it's been a huge week. We have a huge guest. You probably see it right now in the description of the episode, but that's coming up. But please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And please, if you're feeling extra spicy, follow us on social. Our social following is is gaining uh, tremendously over the past couple of weeks, and it's a huge thing. Huge thanks to everybody that's already followed us on on Twitter and Instagram. But if you haven't, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. You can follow me personally at Jeremy A Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And follow us on Instagram at Doesn't Matter Podcast. If you follow us and you shoot us and you follow those instructions that we put up on social uh, a couple weeks ago, we still have a handful of stickers to hand out to everybody. And, and if you've already sent us the the um, the instructions and you're you're waiting on, on your sticker, we'll send we're we're sending those out shortly. You will be getting them as soon as possible. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow us on social. With all that, wow, we. I this I think this is not hyperbole. This is easily our biggest show in the history of our podcast. Episode twenty eight will go down in infamy, um, and that leads us into the main event. And for this week's main event, for the biggest week in wrestling history, we have our biggest guest yet, literally. He's six foot four inches and 250 pounds of NFL Pro Bowl tight end. Last season, he set the single season record for receiving yards by a tight end and has helped lead this year's San Francisco 49ers to the best record in the NFC at 3 0. And on top of all of that, he is a huge, huge wrestling fan. Please welcome to the show, George Kittle. George, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
That was quite the promo, quite the intro. I'm pretty impressed. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you know, I, I knew you were going to expect a high bar, and I tried to bring it for you. So <laughs> I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. it. Thank, you, thank you so much. So um, uh, the first question we start with all our guests is we want to know what your origin story is as a wrestling fan. Because Jeremy and I, we're, we're children of the Attitude Era, right? Like, that's where we came up. But where, where did your wrestling fandom come from? So I wasn't huge on it when I was a little kid. I was always a big fan of The Rock and Stone Cold, though, because I was always just, I really like personalities and people that are outgoing and you know, that are true themselves. So The Rock, you know, obviously, and Stone Cold, it's kind of stuck to me. But I wasn't really, really big into wrestling, so I think it was my sophomore year of college. I uh, had a teammate that, you know, religious, like, you know, watched it since he was two years old. Every, he never missed Monday night, never missed, you know, SmackDown, nothing. And he uh, got me kind of hooked on it. It was actually, he kind of forced me to watch it. Um, the first <laughs> WrestleMania I ever, yeah, it's really, the first WrestleMania I ever watched was the one at Levi Stadium when Seth Rollins cashed in Money in the Bank oh, to win the there. championship. So that was the first WrestleMania that I, like, watched the whole thing start to finish. And I kind of liked it, too, because uh, my buddy, you know, like, hey, Seth Rollins from Iowa, uh, great guy, I've got to meet him before. So that kind of got piqued my interest. But then it was the summer after that, he came over to my house, my buddy, and we watched WWE Network for about four hours every single day. Wow. And he would just show me, like, classic matches. And it just – I kind of really got my interest going. And then um, – so I watched it, you know, pretty regularly throughout college. And then my buddy, uh, he went to Seth Rollins Wrestling School in Davenport, and he got to bring me out there. And so I got to meet Seth a couple times, got to talk to him about wrestling. Um, and it just that, – that was really the one that um, really, you know, I kind of fell in love with it there just – because, you know, wrestling, you know, people, you know, it might be scripted, you know, whatever it is, but like the, the, the characters that you have on it and the moves and the things that they do, the athletic ability and being able to perform, you know, under a spotlight every single time you go out in the ring, it just kind of moved me and it's like, I just respect wrestlers so much and the grind that they go through every single day. So I just always respect it. And, you know, that's kind of where my love for it set in. No, that's awesome. It's, it, it was just, it's interesting that, you know, it kind of came later on in life uh, for you. But, I mean, that's freaking awesome. You just dove right in. And I guess that was uh, foreshadowing that your first WrestleMania was at Levi's. <laughs> just yeah, kind I know, of... right? How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we've actually seen, I've seen some fire wrestling shirts in your repertoire, just a couple that you've worn um, at the shows. Um, so like, how, how many shirts are we deep? And I, I know you're a little bit on the newer end, but you, you've got to have some dope collection going on right now, don't you? I got some really good Stone Cold ones. Uh, I got a couple uh, old, like, I got a, a rock football jersey that I'm oh. saving for later. I got a couple Ooh, Stone Cold. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got some jerseys I'm saving. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I got a lot of hookups, and it's it's really fun, too. Like, once people find out I was a wrestling fan, a lot of people reach out to me and, like, hey, like, what do you think about this shirt? And uh, so I, I've definitely um, built, uh, you know, uh, a nice collection. I just kind of save them depending on how I'm feeling for each game. Got it. So do you have enough where you could wear one to each game if you had to? Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, I mean, just from the ones that I've bought on, like, the WWE site, just, you know, favorite characters. I, I think I have, like, five Seth Rollins T-shirts. There we go. Um, like my wife is yelling at me because I had to clean out my closet. Um, so, <laughs> But I, those are things I refuse to get, you know. And then yeah, I, I, got a, I got a couple people online that whenever they see, like, an old classic shirt, they hit me up, like, hey, you should buy this one. I've definitely um, – I, I've bought a few too many, but I, I'll wear them at some point. That's how I see it. There you go. There's actually a, a Stone Cold Kittle shirt uh, done by our friends over at Warriors World that you got to check out. It's just like a Stone Cold. Uh, oh, I've seen it. Trust you've me. seen it. Oh, yeah, awesome. seen, oh okay. We we'll, we'll, uh, we got to get you one of those. That, that looks that would look good on you. Oh, I appreciate it. Definitely. Speaking of the Warriors, you were at Chase Center last Tuesday for SmackDown. Be honest with you. Be honest with us. Are you the secret fourth member of the New Day? Because like, um, I, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm not, but. <laughs> 
I mean, if they ever needed help, I would definitely jump the jump the uh, barricade and get in there. Nice. When did you realize that they were going to come over to you uh, after the match? Oh, when Biggie crossbody checked me across the <laughs> across the barricade. He gave me when he when they first came into the ring before the match. He threw me a wink, you know, like, "Hey, what's up?" And then I did not expect him to just jump on top of me. So that was pretty fun. Nice. Now you you fit in real well with them. So um, you got to help Kofi out this Friday, man. He's got he's got a big big match. So if you interfere, I think that'll uh, kind of level the playing field with Brock. But um, so you actually you know speaking of SmackDown, you you brought a good amount of the, you know your squad with you to SmackDown. Um, are, are you making WWE fans out of your teammates yet? Are they still giving you a hard time for for being a fan? Like how did how did Tuesday go um, after the show was over? So most of my friends and teammates give me a hard time for being such a WWE fan of wrestling. Um, I, I got, like I said, I just love it. Um, and it's kind of like my personality, just, you know, just how I do things. And right. so people give me a hard time, but you know, being able to go to a SmackDown event, you know, they took care of us. They put us in the front row. Um, it was really cool. Like the opening match with, uh, Daniel Bryan, he came over and like Rowan threw him against the barricade right in front of us. And right. it, I was pretty, I was pretty sick, you know, just being able to like, be that close to the action and, you know, Jimmy G said he like he grew up a wrestling fan and he you know kind of got away from it when he you know grew up a little bit, but he said he had a blast. So you know, wrestling's a great time and I think it's for everybody. But you know, people you know once they get there, people fall in love with it again. So it was really fun for us. Yeah, which one of your 49ers teammates remind you the most of a WWE superstar? Oh wow. Hmm. Oh, Joe Staley. All right. He, yeah, he's got quite the per. Him and Mike McGlinchey would make a great tag team in the ring. Yeah, can you talk to Jimmy G and Kyle about possibly making like Jabroni or Know Your Role or Austin Three Sixteen an audible call? Because that'd be really cool to hear. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think we could probably get that done. All right, that's what I like to hear. There you go. <laughs> um, speaking of Jabronis, you recently achieved most wrestling fans' dreams by interacting with The Rock on Twitter, and he even dubbed you "quote the People's Tight End." We know playing in the NFL and being one of the best tight ends in the league is huge, but you know that had to be the highlight of your career <laughs> up until that point. No, I considered retiring. <laughs> I think it's all downhill from here. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was pretty sick. Um, just. Being able to interact with you know someone like that, uh, I mean, definitely you know the Rocks. Like I said, he's he's been someone I've um, idolized for you know quite a while, and just being able to get that interaction was very special for me, and something I will definitely not forget. Definitely, I I, I know you're like super busy, obviously in season. So how much how much wrestling do you actually get to watch each week? I mean, obviously we have we have Raw, we have SmackDown, but we have AEW starting on Wednesday, and then we have NXT on Wednesdays as well. Like, how much are you actually watching each week? Um, well, it's tough, uh, out here, everything starts at five. Right, and so yeah. I'm getting, so I get, I get off of work like six, six thirty. So I usually catch the tail end of everything, but I follow about 20 different wrestling accounts on Twitter. So I get every single highlight from every show. There we go. So, I mean, I, I catch about, you know, I, I catch a lot of wrestling and then like my, one of my buddies, my friend that, uh, uh, you know, Steve Manders, the one that got me hooked on wrestling, he, he's an independent wrestler. So I get pe- plenty of the small stuff from him. I watch plenty of impact wrestling. So, uh, I, I catch quite a lot throughout the week. That's good, man. There's there's just a lot of wrestling. So the fact that I mean that's a smart thing to do on your part to just make sure it's on your Twitter feed because that's honestly like how a lot of wrestling fans catch their stuff because there's just so much content out there now. Um, but no, it's but, awesome. Yeah, I love it. No, it's it's fantastic. So you you guys aren't playing until next Monday. Uh, any chance you're making the trip up to Sacramento for Hell in a Cell to watch your boy Seth uh, defend the title against the Fiend? Oh, goodness. Was that Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, yeah it's yeah. kind of tough. That's kind of tough for yeah. me. I, I might have meetings. If it was, if it was in San Jose, I might be able to make an effort. But 
it, it might be tough. I'd have to get the okay from Coach Shanahan, but I don't know <laughs> if he's going to give me that one. And now, you've been backstage a few times for, for WWE events. Has any superstar come up to you and told you, like, that you're on their fantasy team? Oh, wow. Um... No, I haven't got that, but I've gotten uh, I've gotten quite a few exchanges with some guys. Um, I got to go backstage at WrestleMania, which is pretty cool. Just watching people, you know, warm up for their matches and stuff. That was pretty sick. I walked into um, who was it? It was like Diamond Dallas Page and Undertaker having a conversation. So that was pretty cool to interact Whoa. with. But, wow. Yeah, I, saw, I, I was like, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> That's that's wow. That's friggin' sick. Um, so yeah, obviously, cool. you're you're a, you're a big Seth Rollins guy. Is is there anything else that's happening in the wrestling world, like a storyline or a character that's really catching your interest right now, and that you're you're kind of riding uh, riding high for? Um, well, I always ride high for Penta Junior. Just because uh, I, I I see a celebration for my third down conversion <laughs> or my first down celebration. There you go. So I, I always follow him. Uh, I just. They're just such a fun tag team to watch. Um, they just do so much cool stuff. And like anytime I can get to see them versus the Young Bucks, that's that's always really fun. I mean, I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan. Um, there we go. Especially since like when he was at uh, Ring of, I mean, yeah, his Ring of Honor like debut. I, like I loved all that. So I've been following him through. Um, trying to, think. I mean, then I, I love watching um, between uh, you know Charlotte and Becky and um, yep. Sasha and uh, Bailey. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of those girls. So they they always put on a great show. Yeah, we're we're both uh, big fans of the Fiend right now. I think obviously Sunday yeah, is going to be a huge he's, one. He does such a good job, and it's just so authentic. That, that's my thing. When I like when people like they, it doesn't look like they're faking it, and like it's true to who they are. I love that stuff, and I mean he's doing such a great job. Yeah, it's 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 also special that like the WWE has given him time to actually develop this character. It's something that like, they haven't done in a very long time. So develop a character this this crazy is is huge. Um, is yeah, there? A, they've is, done a great job with that. So definitely, definitely. Is there a finishing move that you would like to do as a as a future touchdown celebration that you haven't pulled out yet? So here's the thing. So finishers, technically wrestling is violence. So I could get fined. What? So really? I'm gonna, yeah, That's I know. So yeah, Kelsey did the Stone Cold Stunner last year, and uh, he he shot me a text saying, "Hey, I would not do that because I got <laughs> in trouble for that one." So even so, if, uh, if, I'm gonna avoid. I'm just gonna stick to. Uh, no, clap, uh, no, clapping those water bottles together. Oh, they, that's a bummer. I was hoping to watch you drop like a people's elbow on the football at some point. Do I know? Trust me, <laughs> I want to. Uh, <laughs> so that being said, um, you know, when when you're done with football, is is there any part of you that is going to seriously consider like a future in the ring? Because like, uh, there, you know, there's been a couple rumors with about Gronk heading in that direction because he's he's done it before. He's done some in ring stuff, and he you know he has connections in WWE. You've now made a few connections in WWE. Is that is that in your future realistically? Oh hey, I mean I don't know. Uh, I love wrestling and I love being a fan of it. But you know I got the my uh, I got to get in the ring one time with uh, Seth Rollins Wrestling School, like their promotion SEW in Iowa. So I got to I got to do a Stone Cold Stunner on somebody in the ring, and that was one of the cool. Like it was in front of probably like 100 to 150 people, and it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. So uh, I mean definitely have an interest in it, but you know I, I got to focus on football as of right now. Absolutely no, and you, you keep keep focusing, please. As as a Niners fan, you, what you guys are doing is amazing. <laughs> uh, so George, uh, you know, we'll be mindful of your time, but thank you so much for coming on to the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is called podcast. We look forward to more of your WWE antics in the future. But again, really excited about this three and zero start. You guys have been killing it. Best of luck the rest of the season. And how about you know throwing a people's eyebrow during your next post win <laughs> promo for us? I don't know. Just just giving you I'm some suggestions. I don't do. Did you? Jimmy has a much better eyebrow than I do. I'm oh, working on it though. You, Push him to do that. I mean, get him in the promo with you. You guys can cut a tag team promo. I think that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'll try my best. All right, George. Thank you again so much, man. It really means a lot. Yeah, thank you so much. Yep.
Thanks, guys. Wow. George freaking Kittle. An absolute legend. Before we dive into the epically historic week in wrestling, we have to pay some bills. So we're going to take a quick break to talk about our friends over at Indochino. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is that they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom, or if you're a do-it-yourself type of person, do it yourself and online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the code BLUEWIRE at checkout. On top of that, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. No excuse. None. We're going to take another quick break to talk about our friends over at ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're getting you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation help you, helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you, for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that, you're usually, that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No, ma- no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire listeners, and it doesn't matter what your podcast is called, listeners, can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the offer code BLUE. That's absolutely, there's absolutely no risk, and you can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit, st- visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter the code word BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Thank might, goodness that is over. <laughs> we might need to use ShipStation to uh, ship out our stickers. Yeah. Oh. You know? Good see point. how I did that? See how I did that? Uh, yeah. I weaved it in, made it sound natural. Yeah. It was, it was good. Uh, <laughs> speaking of good, it was a fantastic, fantastic week in wrestling. Historic, even. I, I said and, that and at, at the SmackDown top. SmackDown hasn't show. even happened yet. SmackDown hasn't even happened. And we still have Hell in a Cell. I still have Hell in a Cell. But we we obviously we had to take in this moment. We had to talk about uh, you know what happened in the past two days, um, and and first you know we, we have to talk about Raw like real quick. We we do have to talk about it because it happened. Um, you know, quick rundown like what were your favorite things? Because we obviously we want to get to the NXT versus AEW thing. Um, Raw highlights like what, what, what was your what stood out to you? I would say the biggest highlight was. 
was the Brock uh, attack of the Mysterios. I mean, I did not see that coming at all. Um, it, it really kind of caught me out of left field. Even he attacked Dominic, and like Dominic took some serious bumps there, which is great to see. Good I, bumps. I, I mean, really solid bumps. He's, he's ready for the business. Um, and then you have like the report coming out from Meltzer saying like this attack was to help build a future feud with Cain Velasquez, the former UFC champ that is a wrestling protege, like wrestling phenomenon. Like he's putting on incredible matches he's for doing great work. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're already starting to build a potential feud for, for Brock and Kane, which I mean, all you have to do is show, show Kane like bashing in Brock's face at UFC 121. And there you go. Um, I thought that was great. I thought the Cedric AJ match was chef's kiss. Really great. It was very good. Very, Though very good. I, I really don't understand how, why we are continuing to have AJ win like clean over Cedric, like Cedric's momentum is gone. So I, it, it doesn't really make sense for me. Makes sense to me there though. AJ reversing the lumbar check into the styles clash. Amazing. There's a reason why he's been considered the top wrestler on the planet for ten years. Like right. he's just so good. Yeah, I, I don't. How do you think of that? I, I like. There's obviously d- different ways to to do the Styles Clash, and he's you know he's kind of elevated that quite literally. You know, taking it to the tur- top of the turnbuckle, the second rope. Um, but to figure out different ways to catch people into and reverse it into that move is crazy. Like it's a sick move already, right? Just kind yeah. of how it is and like the setup is super cool but um the figuring out of the reversals and obviously he's working with cedric alexander who is just he's very very good in the ring and he's he's helping aj get to that point but man to to just kind of think of that and to brainstorm that idea and say hey could this work and then pull it off um and and doing that shit when you're 41 42 years old right exactly that's bananas like he's he is a special talent, and it's a shame, to be honest. Like it is, it is a real shame that we are getting him in the WWE, in like in the mainstream at this point in his career. Because I, I mean, if he was mid to late twenties, man, you could strap the rocket on him, and he'd be a star for a decade. Like, yeah, I mean, he did, uh, he did tear it up, you know, in in TNA and Impact and in, in, Japan. in New Japan. He, he, but he like, lit it. He lit it up. It, it, but he, like, you knew he had it in him in Impact. Like they were putting him in positions. To show that he could do this, um, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like he wasn't taken super, super seriously until he went over to New, New Japan, and then obviously WWE brought him over. So, yeah, I, like I said, like I, I wish we could have had him 10, 15 years ago because he's just so good. Um, the one thing I did not like, well, there's two things I did not like. First, we are going back to Saudi Arabia, and it, we're gonna have Ugh. basically like a Survivor Series match. Right with before team, Survivor Series. Yes, with by the Team way. Flair Jesus. versus Team Hogan. And I, I feel sorry for everybody involved except for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk fair. Hogan deserves Saudi Arabia. Like th- those two just go together. Yeah, they're they're a match made in weird alternate universe heaven. And just <laughs> terrible people. Like yeah. they're imagine well no I take that back. Not like everybody in Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's not what I meant. I meant like just like the the regime. Saudi prince, who's yeah, Saudi yeah, yeah. prince, yes, yeah. the regime. Um, we should do a live pod from there. I don't think we're welcome there anymore after you just shit on their entire government and their, <laughs> you know, just who they are. But um, we 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 can still push to make it happen. They're they're for free press, right? T- totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lastly, we're gonna talk about this real quick. 
What the fuck was that ending? <laughs> I I was I was very confused because so first of all, it you could tell it wasn't going in, in a very good direction because when Lashley comes out, you're like, oh shit, he's back, like that's great. And then he keeps gesturing towards the new stage, right? And you're like, okay, someone's clearly supposed to come out. It's clearly going to be Lana because there was that um, someone asked uh, Rusev backstage about Lana. He didn't, you know, he, he no sold the answer, yeah. I guess, if you will. And then you, so you knew she was coming out and you're like, oh, that's, that's a weird pairing. And then they just start making it humping on the stage. This for, was like, it was bizarre. This was like the bad Vince Russo attitude era. Like this is like yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not good. And like Russo's just like standing there and then finally like the fiend came out to save us all. But like it was bad. Like I don't understand what they're going for here. I, I just don't get it. Like it, it was getting ripped apart on, on Twitter. Like everybody was just like, This is terrible. And like de- deservedly so. Like it was it was not great. It, it was like a giant step back for for what was a pretty decent show up until that point. Yeah, I mean, Rusev getting the title shot was c- pretty awesome. You obviously knew he wasn't going to win, but putting him back in that spot to try to you know build up his legitimacy uh, or rebuild it, I suppose, w- was a good idea. I'm, I'm a, I think we're both huge Rusev guy, Rusev Day guys. Yeah. Um, but you know, to to go from basically a, a big high. You know, t- getting a universal title shot to him having to what's what's the term? Be cuckolded? <laughs> like, is that the old you got school cuckled, term? Yeah, yeah, cuckled. Uh, cuckled, cuckolded. Yeah, I learned that term from uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Shout out Steve Carell. Um, so it was it was a very <laughs> okay. strange Side- sidebar. Segment. Sidebar. Yeah. That movie is very good. Oh, it's really good. Very I good. I slept on that movie for the longest time, and my wife was like, "You need to watch this movie." And I watched it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this movie is incredible." The, you want to talk about a twist and a turn that uh that whole Emma Stone being the daughter thing I didn't man I don't, that was crazy man. loved it also when like David Lindhagen came up and then uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. he punched him yes. yeah it just Chef's went all, kiss. That's perfect. all with the shit yeah okay let's <laughs> get back Lindhagen. on let's, yeah. let's get let's get let's get back on the talk <laughs> <laughs> I love by the way you just knew that name off the top you didn't say like <laughs> Kevin Bacon came in you're like David Lindhagen um, so I'm telling you I, I love yeah. that movie it's, it's a great film. Uh, but yeah, let's let's you know get back on track. Uh, yeah, it was a bad bad segment. Um, luckily, the fiend came in to uh, you know send his his rivalry with Seth um, you know kind of towards Hell in a Cell, which is again we're all looking forward to that. Again, all you anti fiend people, uh, stay out of my mentions. <laughs> I, I can't I can't talk to you. It's just you know we're 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 just on two different planes, two different thought processes process, processes. Um, so you know let's let's just amicably go in parallel directions. But it's gonna be uh, the fiend was uh, was phenomenal as always, and I, man the mandible claw is uh it's it's a great move. I, I admit it's disturbing. I didn't. I didn't like it as much when Mankind was doing it, when Foley was doing it in the Attitude Era. I just thought it was like a weird, like he had like a weird glove on his fingers. Um, and just the way that The Fiend does it is just so maniacal. It's so sadistic and crazy that you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that you want to choke the shit out of someone uh, using your two fingers. It's uh, it's wild, but it, that, at least it ended on a positive note uh, on, on Raw. Positive note, somebody getting choked out by The Fiend. That's hey, where we're at right that's now. That's where we're at in 2019 in wrestling. All right. But that takes us that's, to... Whew. That's enough about Raw. Let's dive into the madness that was AEW versus NXT on Wednesday night. So 
before we get to kind of like the way we've decided to break this down and talk about it, how how was the experience for you to have both these shows running simultaneously? Like, I, I'll let you go first because I I like even just on Twitter was a lot, right? Because like TweetDeck was flying. It, it was, was crazy. A, it was a lot. It's gonna take some getting used to because obviously, like we haven't been through this since we we were. 10, 11 years Kids, old. Kids, and this technology didn't exist. Yeah, like, I would watch Nitro and then watch Raw, and now I'm like, I could watch both. Tonight, I decided to do it a little differently. I watched AEW exclusively, followed along with NXT on Twitter, and then went back to watch NXT. I don't know if I'm going to do that going forward. I think watching them simultaneously is probably going to be the best idea, um, just because I, I want to I compare them in real time. But for me the experience was it was interesting it was like i felt like i was back in in the old days where i was just like just a whole bunch of wrestling and i even tweeted this out i'm like man wednesday nights are gonna be lit like if you were a wrestling fan this is the biggest night each week like this is so much fun yeah no i agree with you a hundred percent that you know it was it was just fun again you know and it was just you know, back in the WWE, WCW days, there was almost this, like, you had to choose, right? Because, again, simply put, the technology wasn't there so that you could easily watch both. Like, you could, but it, it would take some take some work on, you know, on your end. Um, now your we have DV- you know, your Or your parents' end. Now we have DVR where it's super easy. You can just DVR one, you know, and then watch the other one later. Or, like I did, uh, I had... Uh, NXT on on our regular TV and I had AEW on the iPad and that was because uh, if if you were following along on our Twitter account uh, I was tweeting about I was you know live tweeting NXT you were live tweeting AEW so I'll I'll say this like in regards to watching both at the same time I thought it was going to be very similar to being at like Buffalo Wild Wings and you're watching just like five NFL games right okay sidebar. This is the second week in a row you've mentioned Buffalo Wild Wings. Are you, yeah, like, for, craving wings? I just – that's just the go-to place when you want to watch multiple sports games. Do you not – Is it really? Not, yeah. No. Where do you go? I go to my local sports bar. Oh, please. Uh, I don't care I don't care what anyone says. Don't don't order off off the menu. Like, don't order a burger <laughs> at, a, at a wing place. Okay. If you order a burger at Buffalo Wild Wings – or I've, I've seen people order a wrap. Yeah. And, like, like – don't officially do those people are the cops like you know <laughs> yeah so those people are like oh buffalo wild wings doesn't have good food maybe order just the wings because that's in the name of the restaurant that's your own fault it's the but gimmick like you go right. for wings right and beer. so anyway getting back onto it it was <laughs> it was I, I thought it was going to be that experience right where you can just kind of watch everything take it in and, and you know head on your merry way it was really hard so i'll and the reason is because like Especially in wrestling, commentary is key to, you know, On enjoy, enjoying it to its fullest, right? Like, I know with, with fo- or, you know, with sports and, and football and basketball and um, everything else, there's, you know, there's certain commentators that piss people off. So, like, they'll go out of their way to just mute the TV and experience it like that or, like, sync it with their local uh, broadcast team, which, again, it's just a little excessive, but, you know, to each their own. Um, commentary is a little more important in wrestling just because, again, there's a lot of storytelling involved. And clearly, like, the commentary team always talks to, you know, the performers 
and so to get little nuggets about the, the, the direction that they're going to go in. They may not tell them the finish um, or what they're going to do, but, you know, they kind of give them some backstory so that we can be informed more so. So it was it was a lot. It was like sensory overload. And, you know, you have both commentary teams going at the same time. Um, and you're like, you're trying. It was just a lot. And like, I'm not complaining. Um, it was again, it was just awesome to have that option to do that at all. But it, I don't know if it's sustainable to keep watching both. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe I tried try it next week without the sound. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help. But you know, you just love to hear that crowd pop. You know, like that's that's part of the react or part of the experience of watching wrestling as well. So there's definitely gonna be some tweaking. I thought it would just be an easy plug and go, and you just have two screens and you just like, enjoy it as such. It's it's a it's a lot harder to focus. So. Well, I think I think it's also like this week was kind of uh, it, it's gonna be different from from the following weeks and in, in the weeks in right the weeks to come because I think. NXT made a conscious effort to put on basically a takeover show, right. and AEW did its damnedest to put on its best foot, put its best foot forward. So they put on a really good show, like they yep. put a really strong show. Like there's going to be duds mixed in here, Absolutely. and not every show yep. is going to have the NXT title match to kick off the show. Right. Like so, it's going it, to. I think there's going to be ways for us as viewers to mix in be, to to jump between them. Because there is gonna be, there are gonna be times when NXT is in a lull period, when it's a match when nobody cares about, or AEW is going, they're putting on a segment that nobody cares about. So I think it's just, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take time to get used to, and also it's gonna take time for both of these companies to really get their their footing. Because right now it's like they're putting all their chips in. Like literally right. everything, Espe- especially for the, this week, right? It was the, essentially the debut for both of them. I know NXT's been on for this was the third week, but this was the first full two hours on USA. NXT, like you said, was going to put their best foot forward because this was their debut episode period. Um, and there will be down weeks for both shows, and they might not be at the same. Hopefully, they're not at the same time because again, we just we want good wrestling. Um, but it'll be. Uh, it's definitely going to be it's going to the experience is going to require some tweaking <laughs> that's yeah. just what i found and like like on both of our both our ends right like you did you took one route where you know you watched one and then the other and then i watched both and I, maybe it's like it sounds like we're considering flipping the experience which is super interesting but um let us know by the way like add us hit our mentions H- how did you experience it tonight I, I i talked to a couple people who were watching both at the same time some people dvr one and then you know they're gonna watch uh they watch the other one live so i'd really really be interested to hear how people did that but another thing that interested me was like what matches from each show went against each other right so like i'm gonna do a quick rundown of like of both cards and what was what they were competing against on the opposite show right so man crazy crazy stuff here so nxt uh, the first match on that card was for the NXT title, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. And on the other side, for the AEW, for AEW Dynamite, you had Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Um, and kind of jumping back to the NXT side real quick, Finn Balor returns to NXT uh, for that segment. Which Yeah, but we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that Cole-Riddle match because, <laughs> by God, those what guys doozy. put in work. Yeah, I mean, Riddle, I, I think we've said this before. Riddle has the it factor. 
he is so freaking good at this game and it's it's shocking that he started a couple years ago he's just he's a natural um and, and adam cole is obviously one of the best in the world and they put on just a fire match i would really love to see them continue their feud though with finn balor coming out and then at the end of the show you had uh, Champa, Champa, come out! Like it looks like they're going in a, I, I would say, a triple threat direction, maybe for Takeover Survivor Series weekend. I mean, that's interesting because we were talking off air before we we hopped on, and we were trying to figure out: has there been, you know, a three way dance for the NXT title like of this magnitude? I, I, I couldn't. They, I feel they like usually, they're. There, I, think, I mean, there probably has to have been, um, you know, and we'll kind of look back at it, but just kind of off the top, like, I can't remember one that stands out. So if this is the first one, this is a hell of a way to start. <laughs> like, yeah. these, these three these three guys are, are freaking amazing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's not going to be one of this magnitude. You have three of the best wrestlers in the world, um, and you have a returning Finn Balor coming back to NXT, coming back after a long layoff. And then you have Champa coming back after a long layoff, and then you just have Adam Cole who's on fucking fire right now. So like, I think they're setting themselves up to have a really good build up up to Survivor Series that can kind of keep this momentum going against the AEW. Um, it, it could also be a four way, right? Like, I know we're kind of like we're, we're kind of writing out Riddle here a little bit, but again, he showed tonight especially like he can carry and be in a main event. He's he's crazy good. So yeah, I mean, to write like, him off this early might be a mistake on our end. Obviously, he, he doesn't have as big a resume or big a name as you know Finn or Champa and, and Cole. But throw him in there, you know, just make it a four, fatal four way. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd be into that. I mean, you that would just be an incredible match. Um, but then uh, you're almost running the risk of like oversaturating with saturating it. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I there's multitude of ways that you can go i mean maybe you can have kind of you can have champa and adam cole feud for the belt and then below that you can have um riddle and balor kind of go go together but i mean with those four there's almost like no bad thing you can do there and then then on the flip side you have you have cody and you have govera going and putting on a pretty solid match to kick off AEW. And it was kind of like they, it was basically AEW showing you what it's all about. You have right. Cody being the the brilliant in in ring technician, and then you have this like bright up and coming star who is a really solid heel. And then on the back end of that, you have Jericho attacking Cody after the match, and then immediately you have MJF show up, and there's your your next superstar. Like they were putting out like some A plus players to start. Right. Um, it just wasn't at the same level of a Cole riddle because obviously the stakes weren't as high. I did think it was hilarious, though, that Dynamite took a commercial break <laughs> in the middle of Jericho beating Cody's ass. And they it, just kept it going. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go picture in picture here. Uh, so <laughs> a commercial's full on going in the big screen. And you're just watching Jericho set up like a bunch of weapons to take Cody mm-hmm. out. I was like, this is an interesting use of, uh, you know, picture in picture. So th- th- I thought that was super funny. But yeah, it, I, I think I, I, we'll keep running down here. But from, and you'll see it, like NXT really came for the jugular, like real early. 
right? Like they wanted to win this first hour. Uh, I don't know if that that means anything more in, in the ratings. I don't think it means spectrum. anything more, but like I think it's good practice because sure. if you're gonna get people in early, right, they're right, more right. likely to stay than to change the channel. So I right. think they they had the idea of like let's just kick it off with with Cole Riddle, get people in as quickly as possible. And then they won't want to change the channel for a Nyla Riho match or a Pac Hangman. Right, like or... they'll just leave it on. Exactly. Yeah. Speak and, and then like going back to 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 AEW, like they were just trying to like ride the wave and just started like slow build up to like a crescendo with with everybody. And then obviously you had MJF kind of just killing the crowd. Who also like MJF? If you didn't follow MJF's AMA on the BR. Oh, app this afternoon, God, you, you, you missed out. He gave me some, he, he went after me a couple times. You basically great. had like a one-on-one interview with him he did. in this AMA. He gave me a really salt, like he gave me a really honest answer about who he'd want to wrestle, uh, an, an NXT superstar. He'd want to wrestle. Cole. He said, Cole, yeah. I was not expecting a straightforward answer there. Um, he did not answer my question about Ben Stiller's lawyers. So it kind of says something to me. That definitely uh, means he's been contacted by the dodgeball yeah, producers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was great. He is he's phenomenal. He's gonna be a superstar. He's gonna he's gonna be excellent for for AEW and TNT. I thought I also thought it was funny that Tony Schiavone actually called him a prick on television. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait, what the fuck? Yeah, um, that was that was fantastic. And then uh, to kind of stay on AEW shortly after that, you had Hangman versus Pac, and that was going against Gargano and was it Tornes? Thorns? Yeah, or, sorry, that's a, that's a typo. <laughs> it's Thorn. Thorns. Okay, yeah, so thorns. okay, so staying on AEW had Pac versus Pac and Page going up directly against Gargano and Thorn, um, and those were totally different matches. Like Gargano and Thorn was relatively quick, and we all knew that Gargano was going over. Pac and Page was a fire match. Those it's two really have good. great chemistry, and I, I have to say this was the best Hangman Page has looked in months. He looked spry. He looked like he looked like the up-and-coming future AEW champ that he was billed to be uh, before Double or Nothing and All Out. And I have to say it, Pac has the it factor. I don't understand how WWE fucked it up so bad with him because he is a star. He is so good. He is good in the ring. His character as Bastard Pac is phenomenal. Well, when he was in WWE, they tried to make him like a white meat baby face. Right? Well, it, just, well, they turned just, him that heel. That was the mistake. Well, they, oh, yeah, when he was in 205, right? Yeah, they turned him yeah, heel yeah, with yeah. the cruiserweight belt, and then they had him lose to Enzo to fucking Enzo. Amore. Yeah, that, that was that was inexcusable. And, like, obviously Enzo was over huge in terms of, you know, you know with the kids and whatnot, and I get it. But even, then they turned Enzo heel, so it didn't. It, it was a very strange decision. That was that was a very strange time, I think, just for uh, for Pac Pac. I think it's Pac. It, um, it's, I think it's Pac, but I'm I'm never gonna call him that. I'm calling him Pac. Yeah, shout out. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Um, he's <laughs> never coming on the show if you're not gonna say his name right. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you know that was. I think with Pac Page, well, that's another thing too. I'm, I'm wondering before we kind of move on here. Is like, do you think that each company has spies in the other one to figure out like what is lined up, like what their card is to see what they can line up against the other? Because like the Gargano Thorn match seemed like a throwaway. Like the, no, there's no shade against those two guys. I think they were great, but when when you're going up against Pac and Page, like I think 
that's one of those things where you realize you're going to take the L for that segment and for that time frame. So maybe you just put out the like a lower lower stakes tier match. Um, so I'd be interested to see. I, I'm I'm waiting for that story to break. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's for, I don't know if there's moles on e- in, in each company. I just think it's like there's a separate there's a different way f- for each company to kind of build their show. And for me, WWE really focused on like almost like a half pipe kind of version. Like they started off real high and a real hot, and then they went down a little bit, and then they built it back up with Shayna and Candice, and, and then Undisputed and Street Profits. So it was sure. kind of like a U, like a half pipe. And and like I said, AEW just rode the wave. Like they went, they built it up to that crescendo of the finale, and then that's how they that's how they just chose to build the, build their show. I mean, um. I think it's just a, it, I think it's a different strategy for each of them. I don't know if there's a mold there, unless like, I mean, the outsiders were 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 front row center at NXT. Maybe they were the the moles for AEW. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, nah. I mean, you know, two of their best friends like basically run NXT. So yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> that'd be a hell of a thing though if the outsiders once again are kind of jumping ship. That'd be sick. Um moving on real quick, another side-by-side comparison. Both women's title matches went head to head basically. Yeah. Uh, like the back end of the AEW women's title match went against Pete Dunne versus Danny Burch and Damian Priest interfered, but basically the the, the women's title matches went head to head and Man, Candice and Shayna put on a freaking show, dude. And, like, they're just really not going to take the title off Shayna at this point. I saw something very interesting. Um, Sorry to bump in there. No, 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 go ahead. But, like, somebody on Twitter had said, like, why don't you just have Asuka come back to NXT? I did I did see that as well. Was, and I mean, then, like, might as well. I mean, Jesus Asuka Christ. versus Shayna for the belt would be fucking incredible. Um, and, and you get back to Alska, you get Alska back in front of fans that care about her and you get her back into a brand that cares yep. about her though. Like her backyard barbecue, like what a like, camping thing that she put out like last week or the week before was really fun. Um, so she does have a personality. They just choose not to show it on TV. Um, but yeah, like the, the NXT women's match was great. I agree. Like they, I don't know when they're going to take the belt off of Shayna. And then on the, on the flip side, you had Nyla and Riho. Just perfectly playing the monster versus like the the baby face roles, like Nyla is the perfect monster heel, right? And and Riho is the white meat baby face for for AEW, and they played their parts perfectly. The match itself started off pretty sloppy and, and was slow, um, and I I, I I like I don't want to place the blame on Nyla, but she is the the greener wrestler, sure. Um, but man, they once they got warmed up and moving. It was it was really 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 good. Nyla caught Riho jumping off the top rope, which I've never seen before in, in a women's match. She also tried to do some sort of somersault off the off the uh, the apron onto some chairs and missed. Like <laughs> that was brutal. she is not hesitant of throwing her body around, and I really respect it. And then like I want to say the last three to five minutes in the match were just fuego, like just really good. Riho doing a superplex off the top rope, which nobody saw coming. Yeah. Some really, really close near falls. Um, the crowd was super hot. And that was another thing that I noticed for AEW is that crowd was hot. They were into every single match. Like that was great to see. Um, they were treating it like it was an all out, like a double or nothing. They were just into it. And that really just elevated those last three to five minutes. And then they just 
pulled the wool over everybody's eyes and they made Riho the champion. I did not see that coming. Um, By the way, I have a small gripe with the AEW women's title. It is tiny. Why is it so small? I don't. I mean, it looks like a children's belt. It looks like the ones you buy at Target for like twenty bucks that you give to a ten-year-old. It is. It's a nice belt. It's small. I would say it's It's small, but it's nice. I just. I don't understand. It's. I. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense when when they were raising it right before the match. I was because I've we've seen it before. We've seen pictures of it, Mm -hmm. but. It just did not look that small. So it was just a little shocking to the system. Shout out to the Undisputed Era. <laughs> uh, that the belt, like a legit championship belt in a wrestling promotion, would be that small. That small gripe. Small gripe. It's going to look uh, great on Riho, though. Well, yeah, sure. Um, it might have looked ridiculous with, with, with Nyla. Like, um, it's just. But that would have just made, like, like that would have made Nyla look even more like a monster. They even That's did true. something, like, unique, and it was a really small detail that they did during the intros. But, like, they made the camera for – when they were introducing Nyla, they had the cameraman low. And so they was looking up at Nyla, and she just looked massive. And then when they went to Riho, they was really, really close and tried to make – and they and they were standing above her. So she looked dainty. Yeah, it was smart. Like, they did just small details that really elevated the characters. Um, I don't know where they're going with the women's belt now. Like I, I would assume they're doing Britt Baker versus Riho because Britt was actually on. She was on commentary. She was yeah. on commentary, though she didn't say much. She was not a great person on commentary. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that might not be her forte. She's great in the ring. Something I wanted to touch on that you uh, you brought up, which is like the production value of both shows, right? Just if we're as we're doing this side by side comparison, I mean NXT was always going to bring it. Um, or sorry, not NXT. AEW was always going to bring it because it was their debut, and like that's I guess you know that's just going to be their stage and whatnot, and their lighting and their camera work. I'm a little surprised NXT. Obviously, they're still doing it full sale, um, you know, in the same venue that they've done all their NXT shows. So, but they didn't kind of up any of the value, right? It was there was no takeover esque type um, of big show feel to it. Um, I'm just a little, I was just a little surprised that, that NXT and WWE didn't go down that route to kind of from a production standpoint stand up to what you know TNT well, was going to bring with it. They spent AEW. all their money on the new Raw stage that looks like a half pipe. <laughs> the half pipe ramp. Yeah. I'm anxious to see what they're going to do for Fox. Like it's got to be some crazy setup it, they're going to have yeah. there. Yeah, or I mean, they'll probably do the, the the half pipe. They'll probably just use the same stage. But like, I mean, that picture is going to leak in a few or Friday morning. So we just yeah, gotta look, I would look, say like for it. the big difference that I noticed in terms of production value is like just the difference in lighting. Full sale is dark, like it's very dark. super dark. And then you have the black mat. Like it's just a dark feel for NXT shows. It was still and, like an, it's like an indie show. It's yeah. a very much like an indie show feel. And then AEW just feels like it felt like. Uh, like an all-out or a double or nothing or a fighter fest. It felt like a pay-per-view. No, yeah, a thousand. But even the camera shots, right? They were just wider shots, and you yeah. could see more of the crowd. Um, whereas NXT, it's it's a lot tighter into the ring, and I guess that's the point, right? Is, you, is you're supposed to focus on the in-ring action, um, and AEW is trying to make it a spectacle uh, for for their debut and their TV show in general. But it was just it was you could see it, especially I was wa- literally watching it side by side, so it was just a little bit more glaring in terms of the differences. But uh, I just kind of want to touch on that because you were talking about camera angles with with Nyla and um, uh, Riho. Riho, sorry. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to what I would. The, the endings next, of these shows were great. Oh, the side by side comparison here. We had the 
NXT titles, tag titles on the line on one end for NXT. We had the Undisputed Era taking on the Street Profits. And on the other side, with for AEW Dynamite, we had the Elite taking on Chris Jericho and Santana and Ortiz in a six-man tag. John Moxley got involved. Uh, so before we get to the extra players that come into play here, straight up, like the matches themselves were really, really good. I, I tweeted this I something would... out from our account where it was like, on the screen, on both screens, on two channels, on two wrestling shows at the same time, literally the amount of talent that were in both rings was bonkers, stellar. Like it was, I, I typed it out, and before I hit send, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. This is an insane amount of talent on both shows. Um, and to just kind of take that in as like a wrestling fan, is like, we always want the best product, and, you know, they really bring out the best in each other. Like yeah. that, that, that thing was what a huge was a huge takeaway from today tonight. This will run. This show will obviously run tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. But it, it was fantastic to watch all these guys just be in the ring together. I would say from a match standpoint, the NXT tag match was better because it had a better story. Well, I mean, yeah, because the six man tag was a five man tag. Yeah, because the Bucks lost their partner for the entirety of the back end of the match because Moxley came in. But in terms of the oh shit factor, the AEW match was better because to me, yeah. you had A, you had Moxley come back and attack Omega and throw him, do a dirty deeds. What is this? What is it called now? It's no longer the Dirty Deeds. Super Dirty Deeds? I don't know. Is it's it like, just, I think it's, just it's like Dirty Deeds. Death, I think it's like the Death Driver or something yeah, like Yeah, something that. like that. But he did it through the table. A glass crazy. table. Glass which table. Which is crazy. Yeah. In a random-ass VIP section. I don't yeah. know where that VIP is. <laughs> Even J- was J- really random. JR had no idea that they had a VIP section. Um, yeah. But, but then that you was had crazy. Like, and the, and the, the, the ref, for whatever reason, decided to let this match go. Yeah. The, and like, the, isn't that a disqualification in any other... Been. Uh, like I know AEW is supposed to be more of a sports esque promotion. That's literally the definition of a disqualification <laughs> when you get attacked by someone from the outside. Yeah, I don't know. And Just throwing like, it out there when the match was actually going, when they came back and the, and the Bucks were doing their thing, the Bucks put on some sick moves, and then you saw Santana and Ortiz really like show out and show why they are one of the best yep. tag teams really in the good. business. Yeah, and I had tweeted this out. I was like, man, the Bucks versus and I put LAX because that's the, that's what they were called in, in Impact. But, like, the Bucks versus LAX, their feud for the next couple weeks is just going to be so freaking good because those are two of the best tag teams in the world. They are really, really good in the ring. And they put on some they, – they both have movesets that are, are like, unparalleled. So um, really excited there. And then at the end, you, you have Jericho hitting the Judas effect – and getting the win, and then Cody comes out. I don't understand why Cody doesn't come out when Omega's gone. He waits and puts on his suit like a chump, and he comes out later. Well, he's he's like a vice president. He's in the gorilla position, making sure the show's running. And then he sees his friends are in real big trouble because of the after attack. You know, come on. He's no. He's he's got to come Kenny, out. He's got to let Kenny Omega deal with John Moxley like a big boy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's his oh, feud. God. Yeah, come on. And then <laughs> and then you have Cody comes out. Uh, Samuel Guevara comes out, and then you have Gold Dust come out. Dustin comes out, puts on like he does the snap, uh, snap suplex. He's getting into it, and then fucking Jack Swagger comes out of nowhere and looks Jack like Hager. a fucking 
Jake Hager looks like a freaking monster. He was over. And, like, he was more over the than he's ever been hard. in the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he looked like a monster. They really built him up, uh, let him shine, and he put Dustin through a table that did not want to break, and it looked like it hurt like a ton. That, <laughs> D- Dustin's going to be sore tomorrow. By the way, Dustin, the whole show, was apparently just chilling in, in gear. full ring gear, half-painted. Like, he was just sitting back there. So, like... like nobody was like whenever like when Kenny Omega came out to do the run out to save Riho from Nyla he was in full ring gear like whoever whenever somebody did a, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. run out they were in ring gear yeah um, I thought that was interesting uh, except for Cody of course but like it seemed like AEW now has a secondary faction to go against the elite you have Jericho Sammy Guevara Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager like those five, they were standing above the elite in the middle of the ring, and then the final shot was of Hager. Um, interesting, and I think that that could be like Jericho's little faction that he kind of runs AEW with. Thought that was oh, yeah. a, a mean, really smart yeah. way to end the show. Ever everyone on the show knows I'm a big faction guy, so if if that's what they're gonna run against with versus the elite, um, the elite might need like another guy or someone in there to kind of make sides even because omega is te- technically occupied by mox right so yeah the, there's just not it's not even sides i don't know let's get someone else in the elite I, the, i'm sure someone else could join um who but, is a free agent right now that could potentially join the elite um, maybe sean spears turns and it's just like i'm sorry cody <laughs> they were friends at one by the MJF. way sean spears not on the show oh yeah mjf should could should just join the elite um yeah, Sean Spears was not on the show. Yeah, a little surprising. Obviously, surprised that Orange Cassidy and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and stuff weren't out there. But Sean Spears, very surprised he wasn't out there. Um, just because he has some WWE, you know, he always has the WWE connection and appeal. So mm-hmm. figured they'd throw him out there. But just kind of think about that, that they didn't throw him out there. So, like, so obviously, I like I just rambled about the, the six-man. Like, you watched the, the tag team match exclusively, mm-hmm. like... Yep. What were your thoughts on that? I thought it was great. No, I thought it was a it was a really really well done match. It was just um, you know a classic classically good tag match. They told a really really good story. Obviously, Roddy got involved. Uh, Roddy Strong got got involved at the end. Cost uh, Street Profits the titles, um, and then that you know that kind of led to Ciampa coming out. But I just thought it was a really 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 solid match. Um, it obviously wasn't going to live up to any of their takeover matches because they didn't have as much time. There was um, there was no ladders or any other you know objects involved. So it, I thought it was really really good for you know to close out kind of you know a big show for NXT. It, mm-hmm. was, it was really really solid. But like like you said, like the the uh, the match itself for the tag, NXT tag titles was definitely better than the six man. But six mans are always hard to run anyway, and then. Like you said, the Bucks lost their partner with no. There was just no explanation for that. Um, so the the NXT side definitely just had the advantage of what one. There was also the titles were on the line, right? There was just more at stake. Um, and both all four of those guys are stellar, man. Like Montez Ford is just watching him sometimes. You're like, yo, this dude is crazy. Just he's he just screams like a future singles champ down the road no no shade um you know to, to me tag like, team partner but yeah this is i hope people don't take this the wrong way i see them i see street profits similar to like harlem heat like i see montez is like the booker t 
Like right. he can be a single star and like Angelo is like the Stevie Ray where he just like he has to be in a tag team because he doesn't really stand out as a single star. So what you're saying is Hulk Hogan already hates both. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I I totally agree with you. I think I think Montez has the the star quality to really, really stand out and like branch out into singles he, and become a huge, huge star. He just kind of has a total package, right? He's he's great in the ring. He's great on the mic, which is kind of what they've at least they've been able to display that when they're on Raw. And, you know, um, Dawkins does play well off of him. But Montez is like he he makes them go in, mm-hmm. in all aspects, right in the ring um, during their bits, their segments backstage. Like he is the driving force behind all of that. And again, at some point, I think they are going to split. Um, it, but you know, Montez has like a superstar written all over. I know like everyone's kind of fawning at, you know, at dream and, and what he is going to be able to do uh, if, and when he comes to SmackDown and or raw. Um, but like Montez Ford should not be overlooked because I think he has a huge, very, very bright future, um, ahead of him. Definitely. Oh man, but we did it, dude. We, we got to wrap this up because we we still have a, a Friday like special edition. We to, got a Friday snacker for you, this, and we still have this, to talk about Friday. Hell in a Cell. That's the crazy thing about this is like we haven't even had like a Hell in a Cell preview. I don't even know if we're gonna have time to do it. We, we might not be just because there's just so much content now uh, that we have to talk about. And but we will for for our faithful listeners and our, our new ones alike, we will have a, a little Friday snacker episode for you after this Friday's SmackDown. It's obviously going to be a huge, huge show. The Rock is coming back. We've got Kofi and Brock for the title. We've got the four horsewomen. Uh, the We've got WWE Shane versus four KO in a ladder match. Yeah, it's it's going to be a huge show. We're, we're, it's not going to be a full length episode. Um, it's going to be again. I keep calling a snacker because it'll just be uh, maybe something you listen while you're having breakfast the next day. It'd be like um, a ten. To f- I would assume it'd be like a ten to fifteen minute show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's going to be the format moving forward as well, uh, because you know, f- like as good as SmackDown is slated to be this Friday, l- just like we alluded to Dynamite and NXT having down weeks, we've seen before. SmackDown is prone to a little bit of a down week, so if it's, it's prone if, to like down months. Right, so we will talk about SmackDown. We're not going to ignore it entirely, but it'll just kind of have to wait till the next show. Um, but we this Friday we will have a little bonus episode, and if there's anything big that happens on on SmackDown, we will we'll hop on the mics and we'll we'll talk about it. But man, I'm I'm just happy that we got through this first Wednesday Night War night. It was. Again, like my I'm my head is still spinning. I was literally looking left and right at both screens, trying to take it all in, remembering which show I was tweeting. But it, that being said, this is easily one of, if not the best time to be a wrestling fan. The Attitude Era was great, right? You know, the Monday Night Wars were great, but there were always, it, it was just always hard to take in both because, again, the the technology, the methods just weren't there, and now we have it. We're, we're just kind of living in, in an amazing era of wrestling, and, and I'm, I'm so, so excited. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, though it does put a strain on me uh, as a parent because <laughs> I oh, have right. to like yeah, yeah. it's tough. Um, but I mean, this is this is a dream time for for being a wrestling fan. So, with that said, make sure that you follow us on social at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with the zero. 
Follow us on Twitter, actually, at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. Follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. Follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And follow us on Instagram at Doesn't Matter Podcast. If you haven't already, hit us up with your your requests for stickers. We'll make sure to get those stickers out to everybody as quickly as possible. Um, and yeah, and we're we're, we're going to use ShipStation to do it. ShipStation. Yeah, yes, definitely. Make ship happen. And we're getting we're getting <laughs> make ship happen. We're danger. We're getting dangerously close to one. Me double chugging some White Claw. I've been practicing. I'm ready to go. And oh, yeah. two, very, very releasing close. the hostage photo of Ben. We're um, halfway there, by the way. So Twitter is taken care of. We've met that milestone. We just got to get Instagram up a little bit. And then um, I'll, I'll release it across all our social channels and be thoroughly embarrassed for, for a few days. Um, also, while we're talking about socials, please, please, please follow our guest, the amazing tight end of your San Francisco 49ers, George Undefeated. Kittle. Undefeated, 3-0. Follow him um, on Twitter and Instagram. He actually has the same handle. Keeping it consistent. Keeping it consistent for the brand. I like it, George. It's at gkittle46 on Instagram and Twitter. So please, please, please follow him over there. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Let's get Jeremy to double chug some White Claw and fail. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to succeed, and it's going to be with, like, the black cherry one because I don't fuck with any other flavors. <laughs> uh, black cherry so one is very good. It's very just, good. just be prepared to see me do this. And then I can like legitimately like take a giant dump on Steve Austin because I will like prove him wrong. Uh, I would that love got to dark. See, that got would, real dark. I would love to see that because if it goes <laughs> viral, like you challenging Steve Austin to a like a chug off, basically, hey man, that's that's just good pub for the show and for Blue Wire. So I'm sure I'm sure our boy KJ Kevin Jones, <laughs> excellent would, would pub lo- for Blue Wire. Me yeah, chugging yeah. White Claw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. So with that being said, if you have another podcast that took in the Wednesday Night Wars just like we did. It doesn't matter what your podcast is called. Thank you so much, everybody. We're gonna have to okay, so we're one of these times we're gonna have to flip the rules. We I need to hear you do this. That's fine. It's it's coming at some point. Maybe when you're double chugging and you spit it all out. I'm just I'm saving it up, man. <laughs> I'm a heel. I'm waiting for the heel turn. <laughs> all right, everybody. We will talk to you. Actually, we'll talk to you after SmackDown. So we will see you in a few days. Peace. Later.